We'll talk about that Michigan State-Michigan game tonight. Graham Couch, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal, co-host, Couch in the Room podcast. He is standing by the Roast Umber Coffee. Guess on what's going on. Graham? I'm doing well. Just about to cover the uh, the biggest Michigan State-Michigan basketball game in the history of the rivalry. Yeah, you know, after the Lions and the Niners and the NFC title game on Sunday night, I think this thing on the Peacock has the same feel to it with the Spartans and the Wolverines. The buildup has been incredible. I, I can't, yeah, the NFC Championship will be a forgotten thing after tonight. Oh, my God. You know, what happens if Michigan State jumps out to a 24-7 lead and they lose the game 34-31? The irony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. People will be upset. Uh, you know, why, 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 why is it here right now? And, again, I get the Michigan football season, the Lions uh, run – but uh, the lack of interest, and I, you know, there's one thing I got to say about basketball right now, Graham, and I know you're a big hoops fan. That between the NBA and college basketball, and I, I, I was thinking about this earlier today. I don't watch as much anymore, and and I don't know what it is. Is it a lack of star players? Is it is it AAU style basketball where there's not defense, or maybe too much defense at the college level? Your thoughts on the state of the game from NBA down to college? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I do think the NBA still rates really well in the in the postseason. It's it's. Um, I think you know, I, I'm not somebody who watches a ton of regular season NBA basketball, but I follow it more than I watch it, which is interesting. I think people are in different places. The NBA because it's just it's a long season, and um, you're either a fan of it or not. With with college basketball, I think you know this season in particular. Where you have a Michigan team in football that goes, you know, deep into January before um, its season's over. You have a, a Lions team that goes all the way to February, and you have an NFL season, frankly, that every year uh, goes later and later, seemingly. And and so you only get like a month before March Madness, where college basketball gets to own the stage at all. It's hard, and so it's it used to feel like January starts and it's college basketball season. And people sort of catch up and they're into it. And, and now it just doesn't feel like it gets much of a season. I think that's part of it. And then I think the other thing you have is you, you don't have the team in state where, um, like Michigan State this year, people really thought and hoped might be a team that was one of the elite teams in the country and, and it would be having that sort of season. And, and so even though they've been okay, they're not generating that sort of buzz. There's been more disappointment than buzz, and then Michigan basketball is sort of a mess, and and Michigan fans are wholly distracted, understandably, by football. And so uh, I, I don't know if it's it's. I, I, there are some big picture things with NIL and the transfer portal that I think threaten the sport in terms of you know just the the things that made us love college basketball and college sports for a long time. But I think that's I think football's got some of those same issues long term. I think the uh, I don't think the sport itself is any worse than uh, often football. I just think it gets a smaller window, and and neither team in Michigan has been that inspiring to this point. I was really before the season began, even with uh, you know the Michigan run on air, all the talk Lions, you know, taking over the state with Izzo with this team, his offseason excitement, the returning experience, leadership, uh, a flashy you know skywalking crew coming in with one of his better recruiting classes, preseason number four. 
they hit rock bottom. Then they had that Baylor game, which was one of the better Michigan State start to finish games I've ever seen from an Izzo coach squad. And then they hit the lulls, and they're going up and down in the Big Tens all over the place, I think, with eight of the 16 teams uh, under 500. Your thoughts on what the expectations were to start the season for Michigan State and where they are now? Yeah, I mean, in, in theory, this should have been right one of these teams. It, it, to me, it looked like an ideal mix in certain ways of, 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 of returning veterans, a lot of sweat equity and seasoned guys who were on the cusp of something. Uh, maybe not a lot of NBA pros, but but really good players, coupled with a highly ranked recruiting class that might elevate its ceiling. Right, that that's sort of the the narrative and the narrative that I had bought into and, and sort of perpetuated a little bit. And and I think one thing that is more and more clear it is especially with the extra COVID year that the guys you add to bolster who you were are better off being sophomores and juniors or transfer portal guys than freshmen. There are very few 17, 18-year-old, 19-year-old guys making an impact in college basketball right now. There are only three, I think, with Matt, uh, with Cam Christie now starting at Minnesota. I believe there are three uh, freshmen starting in the Big Ten total. And um, that's down from when I looked at it, it was like the last year before the pandemic, it was eight or so, you know, less, well less than half of the age is older. So you look at Wisconsin, for example, which gets that store kid from uh, from St. John's who's been so phenomenal. You know, that's who Wisconsin adds to a team that gets everybody to come back. They add a guy who's going to be an NBA pro who's, you know, already played a year of college basketball as a seasoned guy. And Michigan State's adding true freshmen. And and so you're in a situation right now where the, how you build and, and add to a roster is changing and you're going to have to adjust to that. So what Michigan State did would have been almost ideal for 2019, and yet it it just isn't today. That said, I also think MSU is it, its recruiting class has been under underwhelming a little bit. Now, obviously, the the Jeremy Fear situation uh, with, with him getting shot, you know, that's not something you anticipate. I think he was really growing into things where he would have been by the end of the season. I, it would have been interesting to see. Um, but Xavier Booker was nowhere near ready, and nobody understood that, including myself. Um, Carson, or, you know, Cohen Carr, good player. I think Cohen Carr as a sophomore will be an immense player. But that's the difference between getting a guy like Store, who played a year at St. John's, and Carr, who's a true freshman. And so, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of reasons it's happened, and then the, the veterans just haven't, you know, played to their ceiling every single night. And then you've got a center position that Izzo just didn't address in the offseason and probably needed to, and I think that's clear now. Graham Couch, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal, co-host of the world-famous Couch and the Rube podcast. You can find wherever you download podcasts. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. So 9 p.m. tip tonight, which is a dedication to the student-athletes from the Big Ten and the NCAA. Uh, I'm hoping for triple overtime so we can say the game ended on Wednesday, right? That's been my line all show. Uh, this matchup, uh, Michigan's reeling, bottom feeder, uh, last place, Big Ten, two and seven. Uh, uh, they're going to struggle uh, for any cohesiveness, especially in front of a rowdy crowd that hates Michigan. I think State should win easily tonight. What do you think of the matchup? Yeah, I mean, I think Michigan State has major advantages in the backcourt, especially with Doug McDaniel not playing. 
for Michigan, and it's really unfair for Michigan's other players having him going in and out of the lineup. I don't know how you grow as a roster. I, mean, I think you're just better off going all with or all without, even if he's a really good player. Um, and you, the, the front court, you know, Michigan's got a couple guys who have given Michigan, or, you know, one guy, and Reed has given Michigan State some trouble for, and, you know, the transfer from Tennessee is kind of a classic power forward. I really like him a lot. And, and um, so they could give MSU some problems in there. Michigan is not the worst team in the Big Ten because they've got just god-awful talent like some of the years that, you know, some of the teams we've seen down there in the past. They're, but they're not overly talented, and they're they're not great in the backcourt. And they're it's I don't know. It's hard to tell how much they are inspired to play. At the you know defensively, they've been really bad at times. It's hard for me to see a scenario in which Michigan wins this game. You know, even if they play well and play hard, and I, you know I can see them being in it for a while. But uh, I, I think Michigan State will win by double digits. And what's the magic number? Uh, an, another theme question today to the MSU insiders. Is it 17 regular season wins and win your Big Ten tourney opener? Uh, what's a lock spot for Izzo to feel comfortable he'll hear his name on Selection Sunday for the Big Dance? Yeah, I don't think there's any concern about that. I, I've seen this Michigan State team and program be a bubble team uh, multiple times over the years, you know, 2021, uh, you know, 17, 15, even when they went to the Final Four and 15. At this point, they were a true bubble team. This team is not that. They, they are flawed. They got off to a rough start. But, you know, if you look at their schedule, Ken Palm has them favored to win in each of their next eight games. Uh, I think they do have a chance to get on a little bit of a run. Uh, I, I just don't think they'll be anywhere near the bubble on Selection Sunday. I think they're still more likely to be a, you know, a six seed in that realm. Um, it's just not that deep a Big Ten. Now, if they start screwing things up, though, if they lose games like tonight, or start losing the teams they ought to beat, then that's a conversation. But I, I think I, I don't think of them as a bubble team uh, the same way as some other teams that have been bubble teams in recent years. Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast, his side gig, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal. Also look for him on Twitter. And as we always say, if we got to spell Couch for any Michigan State or sports fans listening across the state, he politely will ask you to keep sliding through. Oh, your Twitter feed. <laughs> Graham, thank you so much. Enjoy that uh, student-athlete salute prior to the game tonight with tip-off after 9 p.m. on the campus of Michigan State University. Nah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Bill. Yeah, Graham, I love Yeah, there he is. There's Bill being sarcastic again. What's new? What's new?